1: Here we are, 2021. I know. Years I know it's crazy, right? Yep.
0: When did uh, we last talk? Was it 2019 or was it me?
1: Mm, that's a good question. I, for some reason, I was thinking it was like the top of 2020 because it might have been 2019 though, because it was like right before brand prep. And yes, it was. I want to say it was 2020 because I was up in in um, Lansing for for the um, extreme execution coaching, and I think okay. that was like my second time going there for like a follow up before I got shipped out
0: okay so you're still in georgia outside of atlanta
1: yeah i'm in north georgia just like maybe 40 minutes outside of chattanooga
0: okay how do you like it down there
1: it's good i I like it um i guess being here now it's kind of like where i grew up from high school so the i appreciate the pacing more so now because it's like obviously when you're young and you're trying to get out of the small town, you want to go see the big city and things like that. It's like, okay, you can go and there are things to enjoy in the big city. And I guess to Mm -hmm. each his own. Um, For me, I I like the slower pace at times. And it's like, if I want to go see the big city, I know, hey, I've got a car. I could just... Right, drive down there kind of like I did this past Saturday and then drive right. back. And it's like, okay, yeah, um, it's cool, <laughs> it's cool to see, but I, I like things the way they are currently.
0: You have that option of, of uh, you know, staying here in the small area and then you can go to the city and come yeah. back. I get it, I get it, I, I enjoy it too, but I need an in between, you know what I mean? Right, I need it, right? I don't really like the country and I'm not into the city, right? Um,
1: I mean, where, where I'm at is kind of that. It's, it's, I say, quote "Quote smaller town, like there are there are small towns, but like this one, it's not it's not Atlanta, it's not Marietta, it's not like the outskirts cities there where you have like five thousand people high school. Well, I think our high school now might be at five thousand kids or like a thousand <laughs> kids. But it's like whenever I graduated, it was the graduation class was like I want to say either well, I know it's a big jump, but it is either sixteen hundred or hundred. I'm thinking maybe closer to sixteen hundred, but it's like that's kind of like the in-between where other schools would be at 100. And I guess that's really a small town. So when I say small, small in comparison to Atlanta. Right. So it's like, I guess another benefit with that is like given what 2020 was it's kind of like being in a smaller town or being kind of removed where a lot of the things that would be like every social event that's happening every cultural event like it just ripples through big cities it's like being in a smaller city that's not the effect as much and it's like regardless of what's going on of course you have the protocols and everything that people are doing but Mm -hmm. i think there's especially being in the south it's like people have a better respect for people to where it's like they might not agree with you but they're not so bold to just get in your face and just tell you like oh you need to be doing this like as mm-hmm. I've heard with people doing in in like the Midwest and Chicago where it's like you could be across the street and somebody's like because they heard so and so say this or that it's like I'm gonna come let you know like you're not doing this right and whatnot, and then wag my finger in your face or scream in your face and it's like you need to get a hold of yourself like
0: yeah it's. <laughs> (laughs) right? Because, but I, I was, I was raised in Alaska.
1: However, that mentality
0: of you're going to do this Mm -hmm. was still in my household. True. So, I can't say that it's 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 so much so like the atmosphere or the environment of
1: a city. Right, right. Definitely how not. I,
0: how my mom was. And so right. now I'm trying to, and I think it's always evolving. I'm, I'm changing how I parent. And not only that, I'm changing the way in which I present myself mm-hmm. and uh, converse with others when it comes to a difference of opinion. Mm. So um, I don't want to do this and right. shake my neck and be <laughs> All black with it. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Because it's not becoming right. It's not even how we are supposed to evolve and how we are supposed to grow. We are supposed to be one that wants to grow up and be emotionally um mature. Right. I don't I don't I don't know if that's emotionally mature, but some people would argue and say, Well, I'm emotionally mature, I can do all this. I'm like, right. This I remember
1: the last time you were telling me about <laughs> you didn't want to beat the the old lady up <laughs> at the school. I- it's like
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. Yes, right. <laughs> because people be down here. Southern people have this way of being shady and dismissive right in their tone and in their words and right. they act though you do not get it. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not gonna say anything doesn't mean that I don't see what you're doing.
1: Right. Like Does some somebody said, I think when whenever somebody says, Oh God bless or uh bless his heart or something like that, it really <laughs> means it really means F you. Yes. <laughs> but like in a very nice tone. Like, but you'd be like oh, really thank nice you be like, is it really nice
0: or is it condescending?
1: It's really condescending and it's it's uh I guess that, that goes to your point, where it's like everything's kind of relative, and like mm-hmm. I was saying, there are things about the south obviously that are it has its history and whatnot, but there are other things that I, I kind of appreciate because, like, I, coming right out of college, I went to the Midwest for two years, right. and it was like that was a, the landscape, like the, the physical landscape was very different because the Midwest is flat, like right. flat, like you look that way, <laughs> that way, you just see it for flat. miles and miles, and it's like, right. yeah, so then after. After being away for like say three or four months or nine months and like driving home over a break and it was like oh wow there are hills oh my god (laughs) there are mountains and then finally coming back after two years and like um I had kind of a rough stint starting out in Louisiana for four months and like people were just mean and rude and I was like what is going on and I I remember going up to Coney Island and like come to find out later that's kind of the the vibe there where it's just like Mm -hmm. hey there's not much customer service here it's like you want food you get food and you get out (laughs) like yeah I'm not like hey how are you doing how are y'all like this this that and the other it's like nope what do you want and that's
0: what I can appreciate about being in Texas um, because I I moved from Alaska to Washington and uh, they're really curt they're really to their you know they get to the point really quick in Washington or they ignore you Mm. Um, so there's no in between but here although it's shady and it's condescending I can appreciate that people speak to you. True. So, you know, I don't know you or where you're from, but hi, how are you doing? And that's in itself, that's genuine. I can feel the genuine, the genuine. Uh, you know, where that's coming from. But other than that, right. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't I know. Mean, and so I just keep right. to myself for the most part because it's like, I don't know where you're coming from. And right. so until I understand where you're coming from, it's going to be a hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How about you? Right. And we're going right. to leave it at that. Right.
1: <laughs> but, <'Cause>, what <laughs> is it? The other thing with small towns is like, You definitely have the everybody's in everybody's business. So it's like, be careful who you tell what because... Very soon, like you'd be all over town. They're like, oh, I heard you were over here and you were doing this and this and that. And it's like, whoa, I don't know you like that. Right. (laughs) I don't know you like that. So it's like, let's let's uh, let's pump the brakes for a minute Mm -hmm. and uh, back up, like introduce yourself. Hi, Mm -hmm. my name is such and such. And if we want to sit down and have a conversation, we can. But I think to your point, the thing that kind of comes out of that is just so long as you meet a genuine person, regardless of where they're from, where they're located. Located it's like good people are good people like I found some good people in the Midwest that's that's what made me enjoy my time there right and then going up to uh, I was thinking the other day it's like where have I been since like leaving town and coming back and it's like okay I went to Lake Charles went to Donaldsonville St. James Mm -hmm. area then went up to Plainfield just outside Chicago and then there's this town called like Oswego Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where the 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 names kind of change a bit and I had gone to Milwaukee to visit um, just for like the weekend. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden you get the the uh, French accent maybe coming down and you start to really? hear like the different accents where it's like, they'll say uh, beg instead of bag. And um, meeting different people like from Maine where of course people say soda or pop in the Midwest instead right. of, they say pop instead of soda, I think. Or they'll say Coke for all soft drinks instead of just like Coca-Cola. <laughs>
0: right, I noticed that, that's so funny. Um, but my kids, especially my youngest, he says, um, Pop! I'm like that is not even how we talk in here. Where do you
1: get that from?
0: I don't. I don't like that word. But you know, it is what it is. You're um. You're on mute. There you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I just did that for a second. Oh, okay.
0: You must have like. Do you have? Are you there by yourself, or you have like background noise um, with
1: you? I'm not. I don't think I have much background noise. Does it sound like it, or no? No, no. 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 It doesn't. Gotcha. No. I just, no. I just I just muted out for a second. I I didn't know if I was if I was gonna yawn or something. So I didn't I didn't want to because it's a um, I was telling you, I'm working, um, I'm working the night shift now. So it's like starting Monday night, the shift is from like 7.30 to 6 a.m. the following Mm -hmm. morning. So then it's like, I'll get home say seven o'clock or so, depending on how far I've got to drive. And I usually try to get to sleep immediately. So it's like today that sleep caught me about eight o'clock. So Mm -hmm. I slept till about 11. I was going to try and force myself to go back to sleep, but luckily um, I stayed awake for a bit and then I soon got a phone call from, um, Um, the tax guy. And it was Mm -hmm. like, oh, great. It's like, okay, got the taxes ready. Here's what's going to happen. And yeah, we're going to move forward with that. It's like, cool. And then yesterday talking with the financial planner or financial advisor, it's like, okay, cool. Like make sure I get this right. And I was like, okay, that's, those are my tasks for the week. So Mm -hmm. send the forms back and do that. And if nothing else, it it helps me to, I guess, catch a nap in the morning, (laughs) run some errands while businesses are still open and then catch a nap in the afternoons so say like once we wrap up like three o'clock, I'll probably force myself to go to sleep and then um, wake up about 530 or so, get things well, ready for work and is go. Your drive? It, it depends because um, I recently started working at Home Depot mm-hmm. as finding something locally to do, get, get myself out of the house, get active, get moving. So it's like yeah. the closest one to me here in town is 10 minutes away. Okay. But then um, I work in the uh, like the merchandising team where like mm-hmm. basically we get to... <laughs> We get a chance to like reorganize the store based on what's going on. So like since it's spring season right now, like for the past month, we've been organizing the store for like, oh, these are the items that people would want for the spring season. So like you put up fans, you put up like the gardening tools and stuff like that, okay. all the cleaning products. And it's like it's so cool to see how it happens in like this store setting because it's it's like, oh, OK, that's how you do it. And everywhere where I go now, it's like, OK, I'm in Costco. I'm in Walmart. I'm in this store. I'm in that store. And it's like, oh, I. See Okay, I, I get what they're doing there.
0: Oh, okay. That would be kind of cool. Um, yeah. I'm hoping, hoping, crossing. And I don't even like the last time we talked, I don't know if I was telling you that I was going to be a teacher or, or what, because mm. I wasn't sold. And mm. I'm still not sold because <sighs> I think, why am I, why? Right. But it wasn't my choice to become a teacher. So hopefully, uh, come August, I am a full blown high school teacher. Gotcha. Or so, middle school teacher. Um, but it's but still not your choice. Takes, it's still, no. Being a teacher was not my choice. I actually wanted to be an IT project manager. I love coding. And so I wanted to um, just do that. And I thought that that was my calling. But, you know, God had other plans for me. You are a teacher. And so... I'll uh, have my master's degree in education come January. No, mm-hmm. January through March is my next year's my last semester. So I'll be done okay. next March. Gotcha. But um, yeah, I, I'll be a math teacher next year. But this year I'll be teaching, hopefully cross my fingers, I'll be teaching business. Right. It's just crazy to me. It's just yeah. so crazy. But I'm just, you know, it's just interesting that I'm in this going into this field because I just never thought about it. But it's mm. kind of more interesting because now I get the relationship with the principal. And it's like you, you get this relationship relationship. relationship with the principal where your teacher your co is not so much student principal and you go to the principal's office to be uh most time you're in trouble Mm -hmm. so i'm (laughs) i'm interested in the dynamic of being teacher versus Mm. a student
1: right right so it's like you you go into the principal's office more frequently now but it's like you're not in trouble you're just checking in
0: yes yes (laughs) so that's gonna that's the interesting piece to to it all and really more so uh managing kids right because my personality is listen right we can go to blows here because (laughs) (laughs) kids are their mouth is it's on another level and these kids nowadays cardi yeah. b is their model Ooh, yeah you know what i mean it's like yeah. Cardi B and offset is their their go-to and i just it's just not good it's yeah. not
1: good. i guess it, it's funny i, I think i i listened to an album of cardi b's like maybe her first one that she put out because it's kind of like from et had mentioned it on like a podcast or something and i was like oh i'm curious because it's like i i was telling a friend um like a coworker the other day or last last week i think like I didn't really grow up with music like that. So I was introduced to it through right. high school. And like mm-hmm. I started diving into it a little bit more in college to be like, okay, let me go through some albums, some popular ones, find out like what I like, what I don't like. And I was like, yeah. okay, I like her first album because I was like, I like the realness of it. And then I listened to the track that they kind of brought up and like, hmm, that's interesting. But then like, of course, you get a lot of the the ratchetness with it. And I was like, that's just, it's not me. So <laughs> as much as I might want to learn and this is like, you don't need to learn everything. <laughs> like there's some things you just need to leave alone. Like you're not ready for that. So just leave it yeah. alone and keep it moving.
0: Yes. And that's the, that's the part I just, you know, the ratchetness of it all. Yeah. And, uh, the leaving your your body hearts um to the imagination there's right. there's nothing to imagine because she shows everything True. and then on top of that she talks about it right <laughs> so you just know right and i, I just i don't like that as it and i know she didn't set out to be a role model but essentially yeah. she did right right so you know and then there's the male counterpart that they yeah. talk about how they like their women and True. these girls then turn into being that. i want to be that because that rapper i like like right, rapper. right. Maybe rapper's girlfriend or wife? just or- like God, please. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I feel are you guys like,
1: thinking? I- I guess it's one of those things where it's like a lot of times I, I feel like from time to time I get maybe ragged on or like I used to feel bad about not knowing or being part. But like similar to it, it's like I'm learning to be OK with who I am and right. just not not want to fit in so much because it's like as hard as you try to fit in, you 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 try to get rid of the things that make you you. Yeah. And it's like whenever you become an adult, you're like, oh, I wish I was different. And it's like, well, you are different. but you you made yourself into this thing where it's like, OK, now you're regretting or remorseful for the choices you made. And then it's like you start to take it out on other people and you're like, of course, you take things out on your parents because it's like they, they may or may not have treated you the way you wanted to. But part of that, it's like, OK, your friends are telling you um, you should be like this. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And then the same people later on, like it's always the people that seem like they've got it all together. And then you realize they don't because they're following a plan. and and it's like it's not always clear what that plan or who that role model is and as we've seen in the past few years like a lot of people like people we've seen as good bad or indifferent like a lot of people got put on the chopping block and it's really a lesson to not worship people because it's like at the end of the day everyone's human like as much as like um my buddy from work was telling me this yesterday he's like he doesn't really like the concept of people worshiping other people where it's like, okay, everyone is like, oh, Beyonce is the queen bee. It's like, she's my queen. She's my this. She's my that. It's like, she's almost becoming your idol. And it's like, people talk about being kings themselves or queens, but it's like, you're not really a king or a queen. If you're sitting here putting this person over you, Yeah. like regardless of what their status is, it's like, that's a human. That's a person. Like mm-hmm. they put on one, they put on their clothes one pant leg at a time. Use the bathroom just like you do. They put on their socks. It's like, if maybe I should leave this alone. I was gonna say like something. No, no, I I was gonna say something in regards to R. Kelly. It's like the scandals that he got into and how some people just like, oh, if it was me, I just let him. And I was like, it's like I don't want to psychoanalyze you right now, but it's like something about that just doesn't sit right with me. Like to, Mm -hmm. I guess, and I guess part of the conversation yesterday was um, somehow got into what uh, that fetishes are or what? what's the difference between a fetish and a preference. Somebody just asked the question and I was like, I don't know, but I know somebody else here for sure knows. And then the way that um, I guess, I'll just call him like the grand poobah, the way he explained it, I was like, huh, that makes sense. And if a lot of things we don't understand or a lot of things I haven't understood, it's always put in a negative connotation. And it's like, I guess, Sometimes you can scare people out of like, oh, don't do this. And then it's like, they don't do it. But then what did I say? Curiosity always kills the cat. Or yeah. So it's like definitely in the South, the the I- irony is that um, sex before marriage is always preached as taboo. Right. But then you have the highest teenage pregnancy rate in the same area, like in the Bible belt. So it's like, what's going on? It's like, OK, well, I think it started out with the right intent, like mm-hmm. don't have sex outside of marriage, but it's like to not talk about it and to just act like oh that's that thing over there it's like you can't sit here and and try and pretend to tell kids it's like okay well the stork brought you in and this and that and it's like sure it's an uncomfortable conversation to have but either you take the time to educate your child or the world is going to educate them and then you're going to have to be remorseful with what follows because when that happens it's like You start cursing the world. You start cursing. This is like, no, you might want to curse yourself. Like you're the one that kind of dropped the ball.
0: I say that, too. And I'm that type of parent that like, for instance, my um, 14 year old sent me a text and it talked about um, this guy. I don't know the proper po- the PC term for this, but what no, we're not, do-
1: I'm not, I'm not even trying to be PC. Every time I hear that, I'm just <laughs> like, just get out of here with that. Like, okay. Well, I mean, was, I'm not trying to be also just like, just, just be yourself.
0: Be myself. Well then yeah. if I'm, if, if I'm going to be myself, he was just jacking off. Yeah. And so he was talking about that and how he had just finished. And I was like, listen, I enjoy, I love that you feel open to um, send me stuff like this, but his, his, his words were a little too vulgar for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, you know, that is how I parent. I am open. I want my kids to talk about everything, um, right. you know, because I only have boys. I do not have girls. And so I want them to be able to come to me. My oldest is like that. He has talked to me about everything, mm-hmm. everything. And I'm like, okay, I don't, you know, because, and I think I'm like that because I wasn't able to be that with my parents. And I want my kids to know that it's okay because it's natural. Sex is natural. Hormones are natural. None of this is fake and if the Bible Belt yeah. viewed this, it viewed, had their uh, perception different, I think that kids would be less um, secretive about what they do. Right. And pregnancy, teen pregnancy would not be on the rise. Right. Because I being down here and down uh, in the South and going to this church that I go to, there are some members that say ta- sex is taboo. And I say, well, how do you think you got here? Right. Nobody in this world is married.
1: Right.
0: Nobody. Yeah. So how do you think you got here? Do you think your parents just... You, Immaculate Conception. just massive.
1: high-fived and you popped up.
0: Right. Are we, yeah, right.
1: Well, I say that because it's like, that's where my mindset was in fifth grade, where before it's like we had, I think that's around the time when um, everyone's kind of going through puberty and they figure it's the time to show everyone the video. So it's like, okay, obviously other people have, other kids have heard from like older their siblings and things like that or they they've been educated through their home but like for me I hadn't been educated Mm -hmm. and it's like I went in very naive and I was like what sex like for me sex was just like evil 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 like it's just like you don't do it you don't do it you don't do it that's like that's the only thing I knew about it so then it's like and then somebody kind of confronted me they're like well you know for you to be here your parents had to I was like no 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 no. don't don't put that in my Don't was like I right over time like like you slowly time to be like like, slowly well, to is this, okay well this is this this I mean, this is what it is, and this is what it's not. Like, right. sex is not um, porn. is not that right. make-believe fantasy that people make because it's like, right. okay, if you don't understand what it is and then you start leaning on that so much, then like that starts to create a lot of other problems mm-hmm. because then it's like, okay, you, you think, again, kind of going to the doing things in secret, it mm-hmm. manifests all this other stuff because, yes, and unless, then it's like, it's- unless you deal with it later, it's it just continues if to I become I did, an issue.
0: you've gotten yourself into so many um, bad decisions and you can't take them back. Once you do it, you can't take them back. And um, I don't know if it's more women than men, but uh, as a teenage mom, you know, I wasn't taught. And so, you know, I was like, what do, how do I say no? Mm -hmm. And and so that was like something that I had to deal with later on after Mm -hmm. I had my kids. So, you know, now I'm just like, uh, how do I teach my kids? Because I wasn't taught. So I need to know for myself and I say that sex is natural. Mm-hmm. We, you're a teenager, you're going to go through these things and it's normal. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You like girls? Okay. That's normal. Right. You like boys? It's not that it's not normal. However, you're going to have to live different. I don't right. have any of that right now, but if it were to come out, mm-hmm. I would love, and I, I know that, I would love them the same. I, I that's, that's you. Right. You're going to have to be safe and um, but sex is sex. Yeah. And I don't think you should have sex just randomly Right. but if it comes to that then okay what do right. you want me to do you know what i mean you right. you, may vision, you can't change that
1: right um, right so
0: that's how i take it on it's like sex is sex yeah. like it's not bad people make it seem like it's so bad right and then when you do it you're like but i like it well, of, course. <laughs> <laughs> of course right
1: but, <laughs> but i guess I don't know. yeah I, I know i guess i could see a lot of the the perspectives that come in because it's like if you look at um I'm, maybe I should just leave this alone because it's like, I'm not I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm not like I wouldn't even know how to attack it. But just from hearing what other people have said and kind of seeing the approach like more times than not, usually when sex becomes the driving factor for a lot of relationships, it's like they kind of tend to fall apart because yeah. there wasn't anything else built up there. And what's yeah. funny is like I got on the um, um this men's prayer line this morning and one thing one of the guys mentioned was that there's the four kinds of love where you have the, I think it's the agape love or the agapa love, which is like mm-hmm. the unconditional love. Yeah. You have the, yeah. you have the sexual love. I forget what the name for it is, or like the physical attractiveness. Like that's, yeah. that's there and it can be there for a time. You have the friendship love, which is like, Hey, my best friend, yeah. you spend time together and things like that. It's like, that's a kind of love in itself. And it's like, I guess the fourth love for people that are married would be the like love for your, your kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, part of, I think he made a, a correlation between arranged marriages that work out much longer than the marriages that we maybe do in the West, where it's like, it's not arranged, but people go into it with a thing of like, oh, I'm marrying the person I love. And it's like, there may be a misconception as to where you go in um, trying to become, like, I guess the goal is you're supposed to go into it trying to become one, like as one, but you're not a lot of people go in trying to become the same thing where it's like, okay, I'm going in, this person has this over here, this person has this. It's like, I'm going to try to change that. It's like, yeah. no, like you better you better leave their stuff alone and learn to deal with you and see if that, like, if in...
0: How does that work with arranged marriages? Because uh, some oh, of the culture, right. they, they start them out young, right?
1: Well, I don't know about the age difference, but the point that he made about arranged marriages is that As much as we try to start with the different forms of love and like come into being something, it's like the arranged marriages, they don't, a lot of times they don't know each other. So it's like they have to go from, okay, we're in this thing together. Now we have to build these levels. So it's like they almost have to build a foundation from scratch where it's like, okay, since we're set up to be together and this is the agreement, like obviously we've got to become friends and it's like, I've got to agree to love you unconditionally like not just when I feel like it which that's that's been a tough one for me where it's like whether it's um loving family or loving friends it's like it's convenient to love or be loving and I guess a lot of people take that word to mean a lot of things but it's like to really care about somebody when they make you mad or when you don't feel at your best, it's like, it really takes something to get over yourself and to kind of be like, okay, like I still need to show up. Like as a parent, I think that maybe comes a little bit more naturally since it's like, it's an obligation, but say if you're-
0: <laughs> How does one do that and be, there's so many attractions. You're physically right. active to a person. You're emotionally attractive to a person. Um, You know, a person, like for me, for instance, Mm -hmm. i'm i I have to communicate you have i need to know where you are emotionally right
1: um because
0: that's me i i like to talk in depth like i need it right right. so how
1: i think to your your point no i think to your point that's where you would have to start because it's like with an arranged marriage now i think i might be reading into it so i won't i'm not quoting on this but If I'm reading into what he's saying, it's not that you would know. It's basically like you're starting. So now in communicating and who and how you are and who you are, if you're if you're trying to communicate and like you want to have those deep conversations, like you would have to have those over the course of your lifetime being married. And it's like that those conversations would probably build that physical attraction, that emotional attraction. And it's like it's a weird different take on it because it's like I guess where we're at in our culture is that you get what you want like Mm -hmm. this is what I want like this perfect thing or this ideal thing and it's like well when that kind of gets taken away or when you don't have that option to start you you have to like if obviously with an arranged marriage it's like you're placed into a situation where you have to get to what you want because there isn't another option essentially so it's like you either do or you don't so you can be arranged and suffer and just be like I gotta do this because my parents did it or it's like you can get over that fact and get to know the person and just grow and not treat them with the same emotions and baggage and stuff that you would have had towards the people that set up the arrangement that's my I, nicest way of trying to put a bow on it I
0: mean uh, yeah I, I I get what you're saying and to that I would say I guess it is best if you know the the parent choose well no that.
1: I wasn't I wasn't advocating for it I was just saying like in, no, the, in the regard it's like that makes sense because for me personally I don't know if I'll tell it on here but maybe one day I will but like I almost ended up in an, an arranged situation and I was like I wasn't happy about that and I was yeah. like first of all it's I get what you're trying to do. But it's one thing if we had a relationship where we communicated yeah. openly, frequently. Like right. if we had that, I could understand a little bit more. Right. I'd still be like, okay. And I guess it's kind of like a maturity point where I had to be like, okay, like when you say no to something, you've got to stand on what you say and can't be so stuck on trying to please people. But yeah. for me, I was just like, this just came out of the blue. Like we don't talk on a weekly basis. We rarely talk on a monthly basis. And then all of a sudden you're introducing me to somebody that you just met on a whim. And the next thing you know, it's like this person is getting invited here to our home the weekend. (laughs) I guess I am going to get into it the weekend of my sister's wedding. And I was like, what is going on? And then I go to spend more time with um, family and I'm getting a call from this person. Not only that, it's like prior to this, I was getting harassed by this person on Facebook. And it's like after this whole weekend wedding event thing, I'm getting harassed on the phone through your phone that you're allowing to have this person talk to me and then I'm getting harassed online on Facebook I'm blocking and then Uh I'm getting this family member calling and that family member and I'm just like okay like I know why I said no because it's like you put an idea in somebody else's head that you didn't consult me about right? and it's like that I don't know I've never heard anyone's story on this and I I would love to probably hear where it worked out and where it went terribly wrong but it's like I would like to hear it too
0: because let me tell you it being attracted to some that somebody else picked for me would be hard. Mm-hmm. But I can see, too, how some may like it that way. They don't have to worry about because they they know and they trust their parents. Right. That part I can see. Um, but getting to know somebody after I've married them mm-hmm. would That's never difficult. be an option. Because right. people are good liars. True. <laughs> and I just, I can see both sides to it. I can see both sides to it. This is my youngest, Luke. <laughs> hey, Luke. Um, so Go do your um, your work. Go do your work. Go in your room. Yes because I'm nope because you want to hear my conversation <laughs> get out no
1: always ear hustling he, yes <laughs> he, is, he is good
0: for it and he's good for really twisting or taking an adults perception on things and making it his own he's
1: because that's kids 101 <laughs> oh my
0: goodness he's got it down he has got it down so he's the one I have to watch out for he's the one that's going to be sneaking out a window <laughs> <laughs> He's the he one just, I think he's going to, he can rewrite the book yeah. and no one's the wiser. It's like, right. <laughs> but what are you doing? <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this, I would love to know and talk to someone uh, when it comes to how uh, an arranged marriage worked and how it didn't. Right. Because I'm not not in that culture. And so, yeah, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know because right now we live around a lot of, and I don't know if it's Indian people Mm -hmm. or people from India.
1: Mm, I don't know what the terminology is. is.
0: Yeah. So we live around a a, a lot of that. And um, I don't know that culture. Right. I don't know. If they like us, mm-hmm. if they hate us, right. I don't know. Gotcha. So, and I'll find out here soon because my boys are changing school. And so mm-hmm. they're, they're in a more diverse uh, area. Gotcha. And so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it all plays out. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that I get to know their culture in a good way.
1: Right. It's funny. You, you just reminded me, I maybe need to reach out to this friend of mine, but I believe he's he was born in India. We went to um, elementary school, at least fifth grade through high school. To together. And I want to say he has an Indian background and he may have gone through the arranged marriage process. So I I could maybe he might be a good person for me to ask and be like, Hey, Vinny, like, how how is that going because one thing that I um, I know I shared with you last time a big thing that I've been getting into is um, psychology and it that's a topic that I really enjoyed in, in college but sometimes I guess maybe I look I didn't look at it favorably because I was like questioning my ability to do it and it's funny one of my nicknames or my main nickname growing up in Cameroon and around my parents has always been teacher mm-hmm. and um, it's weird when people kind of put give you a name it's like obviously my name is happy and teacher and it's like at times i do those things and i feel best but then when if it's like i have to take a step back and see like okay how do you make this into a career or how do you um how do you express happiness when you're frustrated when you're just angry when you're you're kind of folding into yourself and it's like okay i think that's what i'm learning now and kind of <laughs> learning to put pride to the side because that was another thing like i would had an assignment royally messed it up just doing something simple but it's like you either sped through it too quickly or you were distracted and then when you get called out on it you're kind of cussing yourself but then you start snapping at other people and it's like don't get snappy at me i didn't mess it up you messed what? it up and it's like you need to wear this on your face and rightfully so and i guess whenever i heard that i was kind of like yeah you're right i'm wrong and to it, it took a minute to what's that we have to be accountable
0: right and, and wearing it is a good thing because i bet you didn't do it again you know what i mean <laughs> well
1: yeah that's my hope i won't do it again because that was last night and tonight i guess i'll see Seat, but I'll definitely be oh this is a at,
0: recent assignment Right,
1: this last oh. night last night
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah oh, I recent.
1: think I, I turned a, a one-hour project into like eight hours because mm. I made a goof and I moved things that I shouldn't because I didn't check the whole list but yeah. the thing from it is um I definitely learned from it especially it's like admit when you're wrong and really take stock into when you have that little voice inside telling you like stop like yeah. check again because it's like if you're checking okay this isn't here this isn't here this isn't here it's like don't just keep going with the brute force method thinking okay it's all wrong i'm gonna fix it i gotta get it right i was given the task it's like maybe you interpreted something too much into what you were told and Mm -hmm. like stop step back and just just stop because i I know that's how i injured myself for the first time on a job where it was like um i was working on a ladder supervisors holding the ladder and then um as we're finishing up it's like maybe at he stepped away from the ladder for a minute, and I'm like, you Can't just leave me up here. What are you doing? And I was like, Okay, um, let me get down. Like, let me get down because it's like he stepped out, he needed to get something. So I was like, okay, I got down. No problem. But then I got it in my head. I was like, there's something not right about that situation. Let me sit and wait for him. Mm -hmm. But then I got that ego again in my head. That's like, oh, well, since he's going out, like you always want to be the diligent, hard worker, like go ahead and set up on the next thing. I was Mm -hmm. like, no, like I was like, well, you didn't hold the ladder. And I was able to finish up what I was doing. And I was like kind of sitting there. It's like if you would have just sat with it for five more minutes, you would have been fine. But then go up, set the ladder, and it's like before long, you just tick, 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 the ladder slips out from under you, and now you're sitting there like, ooh, like... (laughs) (laughs) like now i've got like this this um mini fracture in my elbow i didn't know it at the time it's just like it quickly swelled up so i had to get some ice on it and that and it's like okay well i was like here's what happened so what do we do like you're supposed to go through safety you're supposed to report it Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. a recordable and then it's like i guess i was willing to say it's like i goof and obviously i have to wear that because it's like now i have the proof this is what i'm gonna wear my my arm hurts Mm -hmm. Yeah and yeah. and then it's like okay um what do we do now like who do we talk to and this is like well and i i kept getting the sense from the supervisor where he's like he wasn't really proactive about it and i was like mm-hmm. i was like kind of i was I don't know if I was blaming him. I wasn't trying to put the whole blame on him, but I was like, you kind of left me up there. And it's like, I made the mistake to go back up. So here's what happened. We need to like report it, right? Right. But then it's like, um, maybe just put the ice on it and see how it feels. And I was like, it feels really tight. So I was like, try the best to move it, try not to let it stiffen up. So now I'm riding back to so, school. Go ahead. Did
0: you, but this was a while ago.
1: Yeah, this was 2013, my year oh, of graduation. Okay. Okay, Okay. okay. did you ever
0: get a cast on
1: that? No, so what what happened is like I I rode back and I I got it. I went um, locally and got it checked out because I was like, I think I should probably get it checked out, right? Just to make sure everything's right. I don't want to have more damage be there and just wait because we don't know. And and that's where I found out that it was just like a a radial fracture at the tip of my elbow. And I didn't need to wear a cast. I just had a sling to where it was immobilized for two weeks. And then from there, it's like... And it was my right hand, my writing hand, a week, Mm -hmm. the week that I was supposed to take the fundamentals engineering exam so mm-hmm. i was like oh geez but kind of kind of going on autopilot and thinking like you got a job to do and you got to finish it so it's yeah writing <laughs> the first time i guess i was legitimately writing like this the low rider <laughs> and having <laughs> my elbow on the center console with ice and just yeah. moving my fingers and everything rolling it back and forth get home take a shower it's like that was the hardest shower ever to take because like a hand hurts so it's like oh, trying to wash and then get dressed, put Bengay on it, just lather it up, wrap it up because yeah. I'm like immobilize it, but also keep the smell down because I've got to go meet, like sit down in this auditorium. I'm just sitting there like, yep. You had a lot take going notes. on. Right. <laughs> and it was like, just kind of went through that. And by, I think I went, to, saw the doctor Wednesday by Thursday, I was like, yeah, this, this, um, this is the situation. I, I just kept reporting back and I was like, okay, do I need to reach out to the hiring manager, my supervisor, or are you going 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 to do that since you were the supervisor on the job. It's like, yeah, I'll do it kind of the same passiveness. And then come Saturday, the test day, we had an eight hour test, go in first thing in the morning. I think this is the first time I'm wearing the sling in public because I'm trying not to draw attention to myself. And people are like, oh man, what happened? It's like, you're left handed, right? I'm like, nope. It's like, how are you going to take the test? I was like, it'll be okay. So I was like, go in there, take the test. was
0: this like stuff that you had to when i when I think engineering, mm-hmm. I do not think written test. Oh, yeah. I presume that it's you know some type of physical activity where you are putting things together, engineering things together. Nope. So it is a written test that <laughs>
1: yeah you- I think now oh. it's computer based, but it was it's an eight hour written test. you have a morning section that's general where it's like all engineers like. You basically like your physics, your thermodynamics, your um, statics, dynamics, those, the basic courses that all engineers are required to take. You have that. It's probably one of the hardest tests because it's like taking all your college knowledge But it's easy easy in the fact that like you're doing it while you're in Mm -hmm. college. And when you take it your senior year, it's like it's still fresh in your mind because you're practicing it. And then the afternoon section, you do the um, your specific discipline. So mine is civil engineering. So we go through and you do structures for like building structures. You do transportation. You do geotechnical for soils. You do environmental engineering. You do um, construction engineering. There's a portion on that like that's what you're taught. That's under the umbrella in civil engineering. But when you actually graduate the civil engineering profession, that's land development, site planning, like you don't learn any of that in school, at least not where I went. But that's something that they kind of, or with anything, they teach you on the job, but yeah. like all the other things that kind of go into their separate discipline.
0: So you don't, do you do this? You said you, uh, you do, you work at Home Depot. Do you do engineering? I can't remember. No, if not, G-
1: not at Home Depot, but like right out of college I did engineering so I I went to work with a construction company and right off the bat I went to a fabrication shop for I think for four months so there it's like they requested 12 engineers to come there but immediately they had put in a stop work order where it's like the conditions were seen as very um, unfriendly for employees where people felt like they couldn't be open because it's like you know you have like the employee concerns program where you're supposed to be able to like challenge things that are wrong but like right. everybody especially the supervisors were so much by like fly by the seat of their pants like the company that, that mean i
0: engineering engineering seems like a Right, plan. How do you you fly by the seat of your
1: pants? Well, no, no. I'm saying like the the project managers were flying by the seat of their pants. So like to give you an example, it's like the company that this company, I'm sure it's like recorded. So it's like, I think it was the Shaw Group. They were a construction company that was like young and vibrant. Like they just had people, they basically built this fabrication shop, which was like state of the art in maybe four months. And the guy that did it, he told us a story later where it's like, he drew like a rough sketch of the, the plans on a napkin and they shook hands and signed a deal for like $4 million or something to be like, this needs to get built in four months. And they're like, go. So it's like, oh, wow. and anything that you're supposed to build, they say you can either do it good fast or um good fast or you're gonna have to pay a lot i think but i mean there's a way to say it so it's like they went fast and everything wow right so it's like they went the speed approach and it's like every time you go fast and you ignore the quality you've got to do a lot of reworks and now you're talking about nuclear construction and that's you have to be you have to be able to account where somebody where something came from from its creation to the time it's going to be in its final resting place Place in the installation. So it's like right. if you lose any kind of paperwork during that process, you got to start all over. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's a $10 thing or a $10 billion thing. The entire thing gets scrapped. And it's like that's how a lot of money got lost because a lot of people were brought in. Of course, you always have this person's a friend of this person and they don't have any idea. And like again, people flying by the speed of their pants, not hiring quality people. So what did they do? They started. Started hiring a lot of quality people like PhDs, bachelor degrees, master's degrees, like all these smart engineers, all these smart people. But it's like, there was little direction as to like, this is where they need to go. This is what they need to do. They just figured you got a degree, you're smart, come in and fix our problems. Right. And it's like one of the people that hired me, he was initially on this job, he was supposed to go in and basically since Chicago Bridge and Iron. they bought this company, the Shaw Group, and they'd been buying companies up, over the years to kind of um, continue to establish themselves as like one of the top four or five top engineering firms in the world you never hear about but like Mm -hmm. they're the ones that build all the storage tanks locally if you ever go towards Georgia there's like or South Carolina there's this peach I think it maybe showed up in um, House of Cards where somebody ran off the the road because they were taking a picture or texting about like how the the South Carolina peach looks like a butt but it's like that's something that this company built and they like Um, they specialize in that and they've done it for over 135 years and so it's like to have someone like that come in and obviously when you have a new takeover or a new buyout you've got to go through the management and be like okay what's going on here and he was one of like the vice presidents of the company graduated from Georgia Tech and everything and he went in it was supposed to be maybe like three months or six months by the time I got there and met him is like a year and a half and it's like there's so many more problems that need to be solved but slowly they started to get solved and they started really retraining people during that time and what they had us doing wasn't engineering right off the bat because nothing was being built but Mm -hmm. we went through the paperwork and we were basically managing we were working as liaisons going through methodically and saying okay like you have this signature. This is missing here. This needs to be addressed. Like, what was the chain? Like, is this something that needs to be started over, or can we find these people? Because like mm-hmm. the person that's there that did the work, they have to sign off on it. And then once they sign off on having done the work, someone comes and inspects it. And if they don't verify that they inspected it and the work was good to go, scrap it. Start all over. It doesn't matter oh how good God. it was. It's like, oh no, and it's like oh, you no. have di- you have different <laughs> levels of checks. Balances So you have like the welder, he has to get off. He has to be trained properly. So if he's not trained, his work is trash. You have the weld engineer. He verifies what the welder does. So he's like, okay, the weld looks good. Like everything is fit. You use not only the right metal, you you use the right procedure, you use the right technique and it fits. So as Mm -hmm. soon as he gives his, okay, cool, it moves on. Then you have the quality guy. They look for like the cleanliness of it. They look for making sure that the strength and everything everything's supposed to work like they're like kind of the last line of defense if at any point during that process something fails they'll do a rework and that's more paperwork and more paperwork and more paperwork but it's like it really takes um and i was talking with this with my buddy brad kind of checking back it's like you're doing all of this in different environments it's like it's confined confined and safety is a big deal so Mm -hmm. a lot of people will try to sacrifice safety for production and it's like you can't do that it's like you've got to maintain safety, maintain quality of the product, and then you can have the outcome. But as many people will say, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we always push safety first. But it's like more times than not, you always see managers like, of course, you have to keep a schedule because like, let's let's not make bones about it. You have to make money on the project. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. it's a waste. Like you have everybody's salary counts on this. But it's like if you're pushing the schedule so much so that you're ignoring quality, you're ignoring safety, people are getting hurt people are getting injured over and over and over again it's like everything comes to a stop and Mm -hmm. now nobody's getting paid so it's like all that rushing that you wanted to do that deadline you wanted to meet now that you're four years behind because you neglected the quality to start with then it's like this is
0: what i like um, coding because you get a yes or no quick you know a line of code you're gonna know if that's gonna work or not and right right it it just yeah it worked with my personality I just yeah I guess I worked with coding coding just (laughs) wasn't for me but what, why like is that that it reason. wasn't for you? It w- I was for coding It. I, because of the, I think it was the environment in which I would have gone into. Okay. Um, because, you know, unfortunately, mothers or women mm. are the ones that stay home the most. Right. And uh, it was just not in the cards for me to uh, work outside the home. So, gotcha. you know, this is how I, became. you know, fell right, into right. teaching because I thought, you know, I'm going to get down to Texas and I'm going to find me a job. Mm. Still couldn't find a job. And so someone said, why don't you just substitute teach? You have the education. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in a classroom with some (laughs) bad behind kids because I fight kids. (laughs) I'm going to fight your kid. Right. Uh, You know, not really, but I'm going to get in another kid's behind. You know better than that. Don't do that. So, um, yeah, that's how I fell into substitute teaching. And now I'll be a teacher. But I just it wasn't my thing. But now that I look at it, I can see why I'm off with my kids Mm -hmm. in the summertime every weekend. The yeah. Um, it's a set hour. I'm, I'm in at seven, out at yeah. three. Like yeah. that's a good window. And then my kids are at school. Right. So it's a win-win all around. Um, cool. Holidays, I'm off. I right. don't have to ask for these holidays or days off. It's right. just a given. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so that's it. So I can see why it fit. And I can right. see why that other career would not have fit for right. me. It just wouldn't have been good for my myself and my kids. I got you. So I have now based project management as a Personal thing. I I mm-hmm. am my own project, and right. so that's how I I use my education on my business, myself, and how I run my life. Gotcha. That makes so, sense. So yeah, that's just it. But that just seems like it it's so, so You don't you don't practice do engineering now as a job as a. No,
1: career. no, not currently. And I I guess it's funny. <laughs> I feel like. I did very little engineering over time. And it it's like it feels like it it's kind of rare to do it because as much as I said on the fabrication job, it's like being able to leave there was like by the end of it, I, I feel like I definitely became better at being good at following up. And um I, I think that was the first time I did like a 300, a 365 assessment or yeah. um profile where essentially you ask people questions about yourself, like how they view you and they yeah. give you their honest feedback. And it was like, okay, and if I'm honest a lot of the things that were said then are some yeah. things that I haven't addressed now. And those are the things that I have to fully address to just be like, okay, um, you're very good at what you do, but you need to, like in doing the podcast, is like you, you need to project more when you talk. Like you, you need to be um, present, like be don't be afraid to kind of be bold. And yeah. there's yeah. some other stuff on there. So I, I don't know right off the top of my head. So I'm not going to keep trying to just, <laughs> just keep trying to wing it. But yeah, I, I, I get won't, what you're Right. I won't put myself completely down there there's a number of things that I I did and I think with that that encouraged me to join Toastmasters that encouraged me to seek um, public speaking to become better and I guess joining Toastmasters I didn't know it but very soon it helped me build my leadership where it's like okay you don't just get good at speaking through like the practice but like you also get good at listening and then because sometimes you're required to give feedback and it's like other times you're required to lead meetings and in doing that you have to coordinate with the other other roles and other positions within the group because then that teaches you how to become a, a better leader because it's not just about you at the end of the day and sometimes it's like you do need to make things about you and really separate out what you need to do personally from what you need to do at work, because it's like yeah. if you don't do enough of what you need to do personally, like take breaks and go away, spend time with friends, it's like yeah. the work stuff gets to be way too much. And it then does. that just that can ruin a lot of things for you.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Yes. And that's with saying that about like Toastmaster. I remember doing Toastmaster. I didn't completely like get into it. Mm-hmm. That's something that although I can talk like I'm talking to you and i'm fine with being on video my one thing is really talking on a stage i don't know what it is like I don't feel like there's like this um, hold on me, but there is. I don't mm. even I don't know how that makes any type of sense because I feel like I can public speak. Right. But then I get up there and do it. I'm like, it's different. I yeah.
1: Because I guess with that, it's like when, when you say a stage, would you consider teaching or substitute teaching like you've done already? Like, is that a stage for you that you've had a challenge with or not so much? Yeah, yeah I
0: had a challenge with it. Um, And I think more so because I didn't see myself as a teacher. Mm, Right. Um, right. So now what I do is um, when I do substitute teach, I go in more so as uh, not a babysitter, but I go in as a somewhat of a babysitter, like a parent uh, take on things and uh, more so as a mentor Mm, that um, just happens to know uh, the content and I'm able to teach the content by way of mentoring. Gotcha
1: because that's, so that's how you see how, yourself as a mentor as a yeah, as a parent yeah right? and so i sense.
0: i go into everything like that and it hasn't it, it's gotten me into some arguments, yeah. um, and so I've learned that you can't mentor everybody. Everybody doesn't want to be mentored.
1: Right. So, um, yeah, that's how I take on teaching. Gotcha. And I, I guess I don't see myself as like a teacher. Right. Yes. And I guess, unbeknownst to you, that might become really. That might be what that offers you, where it's like you have this platform now, where it's like you get you've gotten comfortable being a mentor, but like what maybe <laughs> requires that you start to understand the shift between teaching and just like like there are things that. You you can say where it's like, okay, you're not to be a mentor, I guess it takes a different kind of energy Mm -hmm. and, um, you would need to, again, I don't know. So it's like, that's one thing I'm trying not to do. It's like, I'll even say, I don't know yet. And I'm trying not to speak too much on things that I'm not an expert on because it's like, let me not try to put on as if I know something that I don't, but it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, if I can take a minute to actually think about it and stop talking so much, I might be able to come up with something, but it's like, and being able to listen to you. It's like, I'm hearing what you're saying and right. I'm just kind of giving it back to you and be like, okay, you said this. Is that what you meant? Because then it's like a lot of times when you talk, you you have the answers in your conversation. You
0: right, right. Yeah. And I noticed that too. Um, so I tend to not ask questions um, mm. because I know how I learn and I know that like you if I just stop talking and I just observe mm-hmm. um, more so than um, talking and teaching I find my answer more so than not and right. uh, that's with a, a lot of things um, like recently uh, I got my certification my John Maxwell certification now I have been trying to get oh, this nice. year. I just got certified this last week Right. and uh, just because I I've been able to just kind of, when I was telling you like things have changed in my life and that's because I meditate more and I just, I've gone within. Mm-hmm. What do I need and how do I need to be? And that's kind of just opened up, which is absolutely still crazy to me. It's opened up a world of like understanding. Right. By quieting myself and quieting my surroundings, changing my environment to a more peaceful environment. Mm-hmm. I've come to a lot of answers and I can't explain it. I honestly cannot explain it. But in that, what I just said, that is my explanation because i have nothing else right and so uh, i just find that i answer a lot of my questions just by being quiet right. and just by listening even if listening is um being in silence i used to think how can you listen it's quiet it never made <laughs> sense to me right but now i get it like silence is noisy when you really put yourself in it it's it's noisy yeah. and it's the right noise. it's the outside all mm-hmm. the external stuff that is so noisy that confuses me right so i didn't mean to go see where. I mean, I can go deep without even like, it's just right. instantaneous. And my pastor said that you can, without even knowing me, he said, you can go deep within seconds. I said, yeah, like, cause that's just me. And I thought right. I was weird taking, taking it back to when you said you didn't know yourself and you thought that, you know, different was bad, so to speak. Right. I did too, until I started really knowing that me being different is actually a good thing. Right. There's nobody that can be you and there's nobody else that can be me. So why not be our authentic self exactly when I think about that I'm like that right there is awesome
1: yeah I love
0: that (laughs) and so I take that also into teaching too it's like why be someone else why be the cardi b or the offset right how come you can't be awesome just being yourself
1: yeah just be tomorrow that's how
0: I parent yeah that's how I parent too I'm like you're awesome just being yourself be you right (laughs) you're gonna make it so yeah I don't know where I was going with that but yeah
1: no that's good (laughs) It's funny because I know we, we, I I feel like I went on a long tangent going from we started on, um, we started on for some reason love arranged marriages to, yeah. work injury to work background, engineering background. And I think you're asking me about it, but I like that we got here because I guess recently I, I listened to a podcast from John Maxwell and I think it was like, um, I don't know exactly how it's produced, but I was like, oh, like John Maxwell is doing a thing. I'd read one or two of his books before and I don't think I got all the way through it, but like the same, like the message rings true. And what the, the podcast was about, it was talking about the five leaders of the five level levels of leadership. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure being certified by them, it's like you've probably heard of that. And um yeah. just as I, I was hearing it, I kept doing my best to put myself in the situation and not mm-hmm. try to put somebody else and be like, oh, this is so and so. Oh, this is it's like, no, like that's also you, especially if it's like at the um, at the level one leadership, where it's like people may just you may just be a leader based on your title, and it's like mm-hmm. for me, I know that's something that I rejected as an engineer, where it's like um, like I did did the bit with uh, the fabrication portion right. of it, where you see where the raw material comes in and it gets built into like small assemblies that are going to be built into bigger assemblies later, right. and it's like part of that was um, you're started you're always starting in training, but then you got to graduate to the like hey you were hired for a job even if like you're not expected to know every part of the job but you have a leadership role whether mm-hmm. you accept it or not like that's your role and yeah. then that came true when i went on my first construction project and initially I, <laughs> I was kind of upset about it because i was like the people are mean here like I nobody before. huh i remember you saying that before. yeah so it was like it just i was just like <sighs> because I was told and I wasn't only staying in Louisiana, but I was staying for a whole year. I was like, what? Because (laughs) other people were like, oh, I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to Dubai. I'm going across the world. And I was like, oh, my God. But it's like I was listening to personal development. Even in spite of that, it's like I still had that ego, had that pride come out and be like, well, what makes them so special? Which Mm -hmm. a few months before I was like imposter syndrome. Like, I don't think I belong here. It was like, did I really go to that school? Did I really graduate? Maybe I should check my mail. Like maybe they lost my grades in the, in there but it's like yeah, nope but it was you <laughs> yeah and then the, I said all that to say the job that I got placed on for construction ended up being one of my best experiences because I was the sole field engineer there and again not having to do like engineering calculations and things of that sort but being in a leadership role where it's like okay now you're working on um, facilitating um, scheduling for material right. like you got to mm-hmm. make sure this material gets here two weeks in advance so that In the building process, like we're building this tank to go straight up 120 feet. Mm -hmm. I get on the project maybe a month later because TSA was being TSA. (laughs) But um, when I got there, it's like, okay, the guys that are doing it, they've been doing it essentially for 15 plus years. Like they know how to do this. Like I'm not showing up to teach them anything. I'm Mm -hmm. there to help them with the paperwork again. And it's like so long as I'm not playing big headed. And I was like, hey, like, I don't care what school I went to. Like, you know, something I don't know. So I'm Mm -hmm. asking you for help. And it's like the kind of always like when people don't know you, they kind of look at you from a distance. Like, what's this person really about? And it's like over time we built a good relationship and it's like they would teach me how to like how you weld how you um how you uh clean up certain things like the grinder it's like um like the big disc with the wheel on it I don't know if yeah. you're familiar with that but like I
0: can see it you know what I mean like I can yeah. see it by by your uh description
1: like if you if I guess that's the thing that I like about Home Depot now where it's like everything's there like it's almost like an engineer's playground where it's like you want to always build stuff with your hands and you like have all these tools so now it's like never that's why it
0: works out for you right because it's like you you're you're having this engineer mind you can see it and yeah and
1: also just having that background of like focusing so much on the technical and not um putting much time into actually building stuff practically it's Mm -hmm. like oh now i get to see like if you want to build this this is where you find this item like somebody walked up to me yesterday and, and like asked me where they find metal detectors and I was like I don't know because the, the way that we work in the store is like we're responsible for stocking them like we don't mm-hmm. work specific stores like we have stores that we go to but we're not right. there every day but it's okay. like some people know where stuff is but starting out I just tell people upfront, like I don't know but let me find somebody that does that way it's right. like I'm not gonna waste your time trying to try to find Speaking something that I don't have hunt, a- right. so it's speak. like I don't have a clue like, I, yeah, and I can maybe appreciate I'll, that. I'll find man, out.
0: There are some people that will take you on this scavenger hunt. <laughs> and before you know it, I, w- I tell them, I'm like, you could have found somebody else to do this. You right. didn't have to take me all around the town. Right. This was not necessary. Right. So it makes a person upset, but I can so appreciate your take on, I don't know. Let me find somebody that does know so I don't waste your time.
1: Right, right. Like, yeah. If, if I but, haven't got anything else right, I'm just like, let me, let me keep doing. That 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 seems to yeah. work, and like yeah. yes, yesterday, for instance, it it didn't work, but. I didn't hear what they were saying and I guess initially like the person just kind of popped right up in my face because I I had my headphones and it's like I could see them and I thought they were they were walking towards me so I was like okay they've got a cart let me get out of the way but then this lady kind of cornered me and I was like (laughs) oh okay and she was like excuse me I was I was like oh okay like (laughs) like, I guess the the social distancing thing isn't like you don't want to do that I guess you want to get my attention and I was like oh I, I don't know but let me ask this gentleman up here but she was like oh we It kind of clicked later. She was like, we've been following. We already followed him around and he wasn't helpful. And mm-hmm. then when they kind of went their own way, I went to ask him and like his attitude was just trash. And mm-hmm. just like, I was like, oh, okay. Now I can see why they're upset. Maybe they had something beforehand, but like he didn't do a good job of helping them. Like we're taught to help people. Like you got to provide good customer service. Right. right. And that, that was one of those things I was like, oh, okay. Like, eh, I, I don't know. So
0: do you think that as you are building your your, is it your coaching or speaking? It's like, what are you doing with the, um <laughs> well, It's your podcast. What is, right. it? is it? Because, you know, it can, some people don't like coaching. Right. They just want to be a speaker. And some people don't like speaking. They just want right. to be a coach, you
1: know? And, and that's
0: what I, something I learned with John Maxwell. And I didn't realize that. I didn't yeah. realize that people don't want
1: to coach. Right. And and to your point, I'm glad you, you asked it because I guess it's like we were kind of, <laughs> We're going to kind of like brush past it unless you brought it up. Because last time I was like, yay, this thing. And it's like... Um, I think right after our conversation or within a a month or so, I basically put that on the back burner and I hadn't done anything with it. But in doing the podcast, I guess really started as a hobby. What I would like to do with it is continue to um, not just treat it as a hobby, but treat it more with more respect into like the time I'm putting with it, the study that I'm doing. And I guess as it regards to speaking, I want to continue to speak to people like this, not yeah. I don't no. really have aspirations to get in front of people and speaking. But at the same time, it's like if I'm asked to in the future, like I'm going to put my pride to the side depending on what the situation is. If it's like something that's needed because other people spoke to me when I was yeah. younger and it's like mm-hmm. that had an impact. Some like more positive than negative. So it's like, don't don't get so caught up. But like my aspiration isn't to become a speaker. And also with the coaching, actually um, seeing what what I was doing before and what it wasn't like I went in thinking that I was getting one thing and it didn't quite shake out like that and right. I guess one of the things I kind of told myself is like it could be true or false where it's like the truth of the, the truth of the matter is like I kind of went in with false expectations and it's like they were met or unmet for whatever reason mm-hmm. and um, actually what I'm going to be doing this weekend and the next weekend is getting the full picture of what I was looking for because I was like okay like disc is the thing everybody knows and it's talked about but one thing that came off very quickly from what i'd heard about it before or the people that are speaking on it is that even in going to one or two trainings it's like being i guess b- being analytical it's like you hear things that are said mm-hmm. and the other people they don't hear it they just hear kind of like the top mm-hmm. surface stuff and it's like mm-hmm. when like the disc is supposed to merit is supposed to um show how people or i think it's either how or how people like to show up in the world. It doesn't yeah. measure like this. Like you're not a letter. You're not a character. You're not at this. It's like those things are there to help paint a picture. But it's mm-hmm. like I think way too many people got caught up in either being told they were one thing and like categorizing people as that thing. And it's like, yeah. no, that's you're already a lot of people that kind of sets them off or upsets them because it's like you've grown up your whole life like that. Like people are always telling you what you are and what you're not. And right. when you take this test, whichever one you take, it's like it provides you information. And it's like that information can be clarity or it can be very um, muddy. Like it could put you in a worse position than where you started and it's like if you don't have someone that's properly trained to help you navigate that then like they could be misleading you unknowingly and I guess to your point whenever you mentioned the John Maxwell part I was like oh yeah that's that's great because I know you were interested in this other thing but I was like oh if you're already John Maxwell certified or if you're going in that direction you're kind of doing the same thing and it's like kind of picking a lane and sticking with it because Mm -hmm. although kind of I guess (laughs) back to the arranged marriage thing didn't know this correlation was going to come in but like sometimes just having having one option works to your favor because it's like you have to make it work as to where if you have all these options like it's like well i could get this and i could get this and then you just stay confused and it's like when you're confused you think you're lazy you think you procrastinate Mm -hmm. you think you're all these negative things but it's like no you just don't have a clear sense of direction Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I like this because with John Maxwell, the track, so they have a couple of tracks. It's the business track (laughs) or it's the people track. Right. So, and you can do either one, um, but they advise you to do one first. Do not try to go out here and, like you said, you have all these choices and you try to each one of them. You can't become an expert at anything if you have so many things on your plate. And so at first I was like, yeah, I want to, you know, do the business track, but Mm -hmm. in order to do the business track, you have to know people. Right. You can't, like you have to do both. So I started with the I changed it and I'm doing the people track. And um, as I'm listening to these uh, videos and really taking it all in, I'm finding that uh, not only does this help me in dealing with people outside of my my world, Mm -hmm. being that I'm an introvert uh it's helping me with teaching and mm. teaching young adults at that right because uh I feel like I have allergies I have this fan going and then mm. seasons is changing and oh, so right, I'm right. sneezing so gotcha. I my allergies are like crazy you're not getting the EA count so stop it go do some work I'm not doing that for you because I say so I'm not doing it right now nope it's a no <laughs> it is a no, no. <laughs> So, um, I
1: forget who says that. It's like the American Idol. It's a no for me. It's a no. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: No, I already turned on. It's either one or the other. And I turned on an, uh, a game. I control his games where mm-hmm. he will stay on a game forever. Get that out of his face.
1: <laughs> He's trying to share it.
0: Yeah, and go. No Go yes I did and I'm gonna turn it off
1: you're gonna get chased outside man
0: <laughs> so this helps me in uh in, in teaching um so I get that when I did the disc assessment I did it twice I did mm-hmm. the with the the brand prep mm-hmm. and then I did it with my uh my life coach yeah and both came out the same right and I right. don't think I'll ever want to change it kind of for me it clarified a lot of what I already knew right I wasn't for sure gotcha. so it, it really just clarified in a allowed me to Stay on this path because right. it makes sense. When right. I was questioning, like, where do I go with this? Right. Hence, why teaching makes more sense to me. Yep. uh And that's part of my disc assessment too. And it just blows my mind how people tell you, you know, the right person <laughs> will yeah. tell you yeah. who you are and what you'll be good at. Right. And then uh, there, there's some people that think they know right. and will tell you this other thing. And if you listen to the wrong person, you will definitely go down and be confused and go down this wrong road. But yeah, if you're talking to a genuine person and and they really can see. And I feel like that was the uh, brand prep. I feel like it was just too aggressive for me at times mm-hmm, yeah. because of what I was going through. And so right. now I think I can get into it and be like, okay, I, I have a clearer mind. Right. Um, and I can really take this on. But like you, I don't, I can't see myself speaking on a stage. However, right. I do see myself doing like YouTube and creating videos. Because well, I mean, feel like it's, you know what I yeah. mean? I feel like it's more of a...
1: But it's funny when you, when you say kind of... I guess I've been thinking about this recently because I told a coworker of mine this from the experience I've had with BU. Um, I haven't been active lately, but like the things that stuck with me have stuck with me for good reasons. It's like we have to be careful of how we speak to ourselves. When you say "I can't," it's like, and then when you say "but," like arguing for your limitations, it's like there there are some limitations you can argue for, Mm -hmm. and then there's some more times than not that you shouldn't. It's like don't forget that the stage it doesn't need to be a stadium, it doesn't need to be a speaking stage like the people that we see speak but your stage needs to continue to be your classroom your room like your command of that space to where it's like okay if somebody wants to act out instead of you you may be feeling a type of way about cardi b or whatnot it's like oh you can pull a lesson from it like there's ratchetness there but like you kind of put a strainer through and it's like okay like we'll we'll smack it (laughs) we'll smack the ratchetness with a fly swatter so to speak but then we'll let some of the lessons kind of come through it and Yes. just like, hey, there, everyone can teach you something, even that's like true. if you're willing to to learn.
0: And if you change your perspective. Right. Because everything is a lesson. And that's how I look at it. I used to think, um, oh, I hate the way my parents like I had a stepdad and my mom married this crazy animal. And mm. uh, I hated the way I was raised. Mm. But now that I think about it, I um See, uh, how can I put this? It helped me to um, see people. Mm-hmm. It helped me to uh, really be aware. Mm-hmm. I never thought of um, the way I was raised as being good. I thought it was like mm-hmm. so bad. It's like, who, right. who wants to be raised like that, especially a female? Right. Um, but I, I see that now as. I'm very picky in who I allow in my life right. because I can, I see people, I have this discernment and I see people, I see, right. you know, people's energy. And if I, if you wrote, like, I, I just can't, I don't talk to everybody. Yeah. And like on Facebook, I deleted my entire friend list right. <laughs> because I felt like people's point, uh their, their point of view or whatever their posts it yeah. was kind of really integrating into my who i was and I was like I don't like how people use Facebook or mm-hmm. use social media for that matter right. so i shut down a lot of things I will never go back and i can say this honestly say this I'll never do another in- instagram mm-hmm. I'll never do it because I'm not that person that takes pictures and posts pictures and yeah. be fake that is just not me and i feel like instagram is a lot of that right. what i am is um a YouTube type person which is mm-hmm. crazy to me because I'm such an introvert (laughs) and so that's just like that is just it's 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 crazy but I'm taking it on because I now view my upbringing as a lesson and how I can teach other people and how I can mentor other people from the lessons that I've learned so Mm. that's how I view it all now that's good it's just and it's just it's eye-opening for me so I I enjoy it now when I never did (laughs) (laughs) I was I was trying to hide how I how I was raised and now it's like but what if I view it this way Mm. so yeah and then I, I saw I I was listening to uh, Super Soul Sunday with Oprah and uh, Shonda Rhimes. Hmm. I don't watch any of Shonda Rhimes' show. Yeah. I don't like them. The whole McDreamy. I don't.
1: Who is that Shonda Rhimes?
0: What show is that? It's this hospital. It's almost like ER. Okay. It's, yeah, it's almost. But I can't think of the uh, the name of it. Okay. And it's it's ever well, and she does uh, how to get away with murder.
1: Mm, okay.
0: She's the creator, the producer, whatever on that. She said something. She said, I never wanted to be married, but I've always wanted to have kids. To have that level of truth in your life, Mm -hmm. when she said that, that is so big to know that of yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, I can, I can see why I can see why she could say, or she said, I never want to be married having yep. a, a male presence and knowing me mm-hmm. i give my all to whatever i do that right. is just who i am i cannot half ass anything because if i do i feel like in engineering you have to go back over it right. i don't like going back over anything so i'm going to give my all to a situation and um, that's what you have to do in relationships and i was and i think i don't want to give myself to a relationship but i would i do not mind being a parent mm-hmm. i do not mind giving myself to kids hence right. why teaching makes <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) so much said and it all comes back to teaching right because it's like i get it now i so get it now everything goes back to teaching whether it's in a classroom or on youtube which brings me to why aren't you teaching
1: well we'll get to that it's like because they need more
0: black not just women but male teachers
1: right and i i guess it's funny i guess I heard what you said, but now I just kind of clicked in what you meant like in actual teaching in an actual classroom. Because, yeah, given the fact that from birth, my nickname has been teacher. Um, I'll get. I, it's some. I guess the honest answer is like I've been. I've been in the Jonah syndrome where it's like you're given a task to do and you run away from it and you think, mm-hmm. okay, if I run and hide on this boat, if I run and hide in this room, if I run and hide under my covers, like yeah. the world goes on, nothing will be amiss, everything yeah. will kind of be okay. But yeah. it's like in starting back the podcast, I guess that's my journey into embracing teaching and okay. going back into okay, I'm not only gonna study the disc, but I'm going to study myself through the entire assessment as it's been kind of put together. I don't know if if you've ever seen it, but I guess they have this Thing called advanced insights where it's like they've taken the disc and two other tests where it's like one um, the disc measures like your behavior and then you have the other test that measures your values like why it is what you why it is that you do the things that you do because a lot of times people I think where they try and tell you the wrong thing it's like they don't know why and it's like you know why internally but it's like to be able to see it on a clear piece of paper similar to what the disc would bring. it it takes out part of the guessing work as like understanding that about myself. It's like, okay, I know why something motivates me and why something doesn't. So if you're going to say, Hey, we've got a sales quota. Like I might not necessarily be turned on by that. I might not be motivated by that. It's like, okay, now I know what I value and what value I place on these things. And then the last thing is um, understanding your attributes, how your brain processes information. It's like, obviously I know analytical this, that. And it's Mm -hmm. like by studying that more, I can be like, okay, this is my process in dealing with the information. This is what I'm going to do naturally. So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe in this study it'll be like okay i'll spend a little less time focusing on the details like my subconscious can do that but like this person asked me this so like hear their question and pause think respond versus like if you don't have an answer say you don't have an answer like don't dilly dally and it's like you have to be comfortable where it's like if somebody's mean mugging you or whatnot, it's like, hey, we, do we have a problem? Like, yeah. you can be joking about it. You don't have to be. It's what I'm learning through. I guess I'm going to go through this process this weekend. But it's like it's what I've been going through with coaching and with counseling, like getting that for myself, where it's yeah. having someone that's had a mastery of. And I think it's it's um, talking with Regina. I, I know I, I didn't I don't know if I sent you her information or if you guys were ever I able to you connect.
0: Did. I just didn't contact her because, again, like I was getting in to brand prep, I had been going through a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. I wasn't, I thought I was taking care of, right? but I was taking care of the wrong thing. Gotcha. So now I'm taking care of the right things and things are moving right. along, right. hence why I could get certified. Right. right. So I didn't, I think you did, but I don't, I didn't contact. Gotcha.
1: Well, I mean, regardless, it's like, I, I think from what you just said, uh, <laughs> if nothing else, I want to say that was a big win of 2020. For me, mm-hmm. at least it's like, part of it was like, I stopped doing, I know I picked up too much at the start of the year. And it's like the one thing I wanted to maintain was the podcast. Like I feel like I got overwhelmed going overseas and um, I guess not too far, but going out out of the mainland of the country and trying mm-hmm. to work through something and then just like basically throwing my hands up because... Like a lot of the activities that I'd built up as the self care activities, I made way too much of that into the gram, into trying to learn too many things at once. So it's like now scaling it back. It's like start posting some of the older podcasts, start recording newer podcasts. And it's like, just focus on that activity. And it's like, okay, I'm going to start looking into sponsorship and like, how do I monetize this? But don't let it become so paralyzing. Like let things, I think Regina said, this thing to me all the time and it's like be open and unattached like be open it's to what COVID. comes but like don't feel like you have to be attached to this thing forever because then it's like that that will limit you to what what might come next and yeah. it was like i i was like yeah, yeah yeah i'm nodding my head when i'm listening and i'm writing it down but i'm like hmm. even last night when i was or this last night or this morning sometimes the days kind of get mixed up but it's like when we're when we're talking about um where i messed up it's like okay i've got to be open to the rebuke that i'm receiving right now and unattached it's not personal because afterwards he's like joking he's like oh man you're so he's like saying it with more and more comedy to it and i was like you know now i can let go of it because in that moment that we talked i said you're right i messed up i stopped trying to defend myself i stopped trying to carry the weight of like this like are you working the right job are you not searching for the job are you not it's like okay Mm -hmm. i know what i'm not doing and i know what i am doing like okay i haven't been doing this this needs to be a focus for this month like i started drawing up schedules or calendars and i was like okay i'm just gonna make this calendar for this like here's what i'm doing for the podcast Mm -hmm. sunday put out the countdown calendar tuesday or monday put out like the teaser tuesday put out the podcast and it's like wednesday i don't know yet just leave it blank thursday do throwback episode show some of the clips that we didn't post last year and it's like hey that that works it gives people something and I had to write this down for myself I got back to journaling with my my little panda planner I feel like I've filled up seven of these like over (laughs) the last let's
0: not go into I have so many journals like right Oh my but it's goodness.
1: like this one was def- has definitely been a game changer for me. And yeah. it's like, I I hope to have something. I hope to have this as like a first sponsor for the podcast. But um, I guess fingers crossed on that. But I'll something that reminds me of this and it's something I wrote down was that I need to practice delaying my impulse to just post my impulse to just do something in the moment for like that instant high. Because it's like. With me over posting, like I did, I feel like last year and the year before, it's like, yeah, I was getting a lot of three times a day posting or posting... Like a lot of things, it's like part of it was posting music or something that I, I wanted to share, something I was feeling. And it's like I used a lot of the the Instagram and stuff, just like I want to do it for myself to where I can look back at it. But I was like, OK, if I'm being serious about this as a business, if I really want something for myself, I'm listening to the music. Like, right. I'm not going to forget that I'm listening to the music. I saved it. I have a playlist for it. Like, calm down. It's not. Oh, the song's good. The song's good. The, 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 song's good. the okay. world needs to know it. It's I like know. just. Yeah chill and I was like at first I said at first I wrote down uh, don't and I was like well let me not use such like a negative because like I don't like I didn't like being told don't do this don't do that and I was like okay instead of don't just say delay like kind of delay that gratification because I was like okay as much as I may want to post the the countdown say at 2 p.m because for some reason or another I moved up the podcast time to 2 p.m and I'm I'm just gonna leave it there it's like stop making so many changes but I was like okay I'm gonna put the count down at 5pm. That way Mm -hmm. it's like it'll go past it. Like I posted it yesterday, I reposted it. I posted it Sunday, reposted it yesterday. So now it's like at this time, if I'm asleep, I don't have to have it in my mind that, oh, I've got to have the countdown going because it's already done. And then Mm -hmm. I don't need to think about it when I'm at work. I don't need to do anything podcasting, anything business related. I simply need to build the relationships with the people that I work with, get to know my job Mm -hmm. and put my all into it and I was reading Dennis Kimbrough's book this morning and I just I got back to the to the practice of that I read it for myself to kind of like also read it to where I can get I was like what is that word like how do you say that person's name and then I record it and then with recording I was like okay maybe let me start editing a little bit to where it's easier to listen to it it was good initially to think okay I can just record and put it out and like show my mistakes but it's like even in showing your mistakes you can do that in a clean way or you can yeah. be sloppy about it if you just want to be lazy like people aren't gonna tune in just to be like you're just being lazy dude like yeah. you just cut on a camera and you hit record you talked about nothing and there has you, to be it, a
0: rhyme and reason to it right. all even right. if it's something simplistic as editing i mean although editing is not simplistic right. what i mean by that is just like not ha- making it such a big you know right. i gotta edit and i gotta add this right. intro right. and this outro it doesn't have to be that um crazy it's yeah. just editing to to where it makes you look more real, more like yeah. a person, not some made up and right. that's what I feel like video is. It's like there's some people out here that just takes it to the extreme. And I don't ever want to be that. I always want to be authentic in anything that I put out, right. which means, you know, I have to step back and know that it doesn't have to go out right now. It right. can wait. Um, You can just take your time. Everything does not have to be said. Hence why I will not be on Instagram ever yeah. again. I have a Twitter and but I don't really post on that. And I'm thinking yeah. about deleting my Facebook. So I don't know. You know, I don't yeah. know. I just. I'm like you. I just, I want to be authentic in everything that I do and my relationships, all of it, and just living. And that's something I tell my counselor. I said, I need, I need it. It's something that I, I desire to be authentic because I can't keep up with lies. Mm -hmm. It's too much to keep up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You you and me both is like, ooh. (laughs) did i tell this the right way it's like right uh, okay i'm just gonna tell myself yes, i lied yes. and <laughs> and i had to
0: do that with the with the counselor i said you know i i didn't tell the whole truth because i said it's a it was an fbi investigation i said no it was just like a, a police investigation it was just a, like a, whatever they call their investigation mm-hmm. whatever department right because right So I, that was not the truth mm-hmm. um so uh yeah i get that though right because it's like everything the you put out one i want it to be genuine and right. two it doesn't have to be let's let's put that out right now let's let's because i need them to know this right don't know it it'll it'll get there right. and um i think it's part of uh grooming part of growing up part yeah. of like really taking your business serious the yeah. social media have you thinking that you gotta you gotta be up with everybody else right like you don't even have to do that take it a little bit at a time
1: yeah and it, it goes back to that who you're listening to because i, I know I got a lot of good things from um, Nikki and Jose and from brand prep and things. And I was like, one thing I had to be conscious of is like every time that somebody is talking, it's like if you're very conscientious, you have this, you always have this pressure of like you want to be the best. So whenever someone says something, it always feels like, oh, they're talking to me. And it's like they're not always talking to you. Like even if you feel a certain type of way, like the thing that you're feeling might be like you just need to get over that. That anxiousness yeah you
0: can go ahead and say it <laughs> right
1: i mean you gotta well yeah you gotta get over yourself but i was like i was trying to put it in a in a positive spin because it's like you you've got to get over yourself but out, at the same time it's like you've got to you gotta you've got to stop thinking that like everything's always ride or die because it's like it may be but not in the way that you think where right. it's like a lot of times there's a talk about like grind 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 it's like okay yeah. well put things into perspective yes there's hard work that you can be doing but like before you can do the work you got to make sure you're resting like if you're not resting and if you're working on the wrong things like you already have a job like if you're not doing that job properly and now you're going to go start another thing like that's a lot of wasted energy and you can go to the job and grumbling it's like the thing that kind of I mean to each his own but like a thing that kind of stood out to me I've interviewed a lot of people being entrepreneurs and what a lot of people say is just like oh this is about the job that and it's like i i get that but it's like Mm let's not let's not be so dismissive about just jobs quote unquote as whatever they are it's like okay you might not like the job but the job pays you immediately it didn't require you to go out and go get the thing but it's like maybe you do need to go out and get the thing and that would make you feel better about yourself about your self-worth because it's like if somebody's making you feel worthless it's like you're basically you're basically being asked to show up to get a paycheck but it's like hey like somebody is asking you to come do a thing and they're giving you money for it. So it's like, I don't know where it's like, okay, is the money justified your value or is it justified? It's like, okay, and maybe that's getting too deep, but it's like put things into perspective. It's not like, oh, screw all jobs, screw corporate. It's like there are good environments, there are bad environments and it's like there's things for your personalities and there's things that don't work. Whereas you'll have some people out here doing five, ten different jobs and it's like, hey, If it works, cool. But then it's like if you have a job that's meant for you, but you're too prideful to just be like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing I'm not working for no. It's like, yeah, maybe you might want to step stop the neck rolling and the finger snap and just like cut that for a minute, like cut yourself off and just like do what you know you should be doing. And when I say that, I'm not. I'm not attacking anybody. I'm really talking to myself because it's like, that's what I had to kind of confront last night. It's like, okay, I messed up. Mm-hmm. I thought this, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Stop. Do you need help? Oh, no. Well, it's like, I could get done. It's like, it's not going to hurt you to have help. Yeah. Yeah. You're moving along, but like, just take the help. Yeah. You're not any less. You know, the
0: help is going to, spe- it speeds things up. We think yeah. that doing it on our own speeds it up. And right. it's not. And I tell my boys that you're trying to do things on your own, but if if you ask for help, you may find an easier route to True. your answer. True. So, yeah, and I'm I get you. I'm speaking to the choir too because. You know, I'm used to it, and I know where it comes from. And I told my counselor this I know where the independent comes from. And I'm trying to break this habit because mm-hmm. it does get me. I'm like, ah, oh, I messed up. Um, so I have to redo something. Right. And so I said, it, com- it comes from my childhood. Another part of my childhood that was a negative thing. However, mm-hmm. I'm turning into this positive thing by turning into a teachable uh, lesson or mentoring somebody on. We cannot live by ourselves. We need people, mm-hmm. whether it's um, to help do something to to kind of clarify something we need community we do it's pertinent that we have community right, that is right. the only way we thrive if it's just like you and i talking here or Having a group of more people, it's still a community. Right. Um, and I love Brand Prep. I love Nikki and Jose, and I learned a lot. But they are just on another right whole other level that I'm not. I don't know if I'll ever be ready for it. Mm-hmm. I don't and that's know. okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's like and,
1: being able to realize that it's like okay, I'm I'm either here or I'm not there, or this is for me or this isn't for me. And it's like you can still be friends. Like you you don't need yeah. to like how do they say? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like just because thing didn't work out, it doesn't mean that like nothing works out because right. one thing that um, I think Jose says that rings true and it's kind of one of those things that um, I'm doing in the process, it's like the best thing about, I guess you, you can see it kind of two ways because when people talk about branding, it's like, oh, I have got to create this thing, but it's like, no, yeah. you've really got to get to express who you are. You got to talk about who you are as a person. So if you're not clear yeah. about yourself, you could be putting on, you're like, oh, that person's putting on, they're putting on makeup. It's like, you don't know. Maybe that's that's their thing. Like they love it. Like they yeah. just they put it on, they take it off, they go here. It's like you don't know what happens when the cameras turn off. Yeah. And it's like, of course, there have been many cases of people with social media, especially it's like you have the highlight reels. And when the camera turns off, it's like people go into depression. People yep. hate themselves and different things like that. But it's, it's like you 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 focus so much attention on creating a spectacle that you, you didn't you didn't spend enough time considering yourself and you spent way too much time seeking other people's approval you stop approving and affirming yourself and it's yeah. like that's a very dangerous thing when it is. society stands you up as like oh you're this great thing it's like if you ever let that go to your head like And you don't have anyone in your corner to help you or to just be like, hey, sit your butt down somewhere. I don't care what title, whatever you got. Like, I need you over there doing this.
0: Right. You need that. Again, you need community, but the right community. Right. Um, And why this is why also I took a. I needed to take a a break. I was feeling like I was allowing um, external uh, things to tell me who I was. Right. And it was not only uh, the environment, it was certain people. Right. Um, and I had to really figure out who I was. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of that, I um, I pretended that I wasn't who I really was. Right. For instance, I want to be able to speak the truth and not be afraid that it'll hurt somebody's feelings. Right, I don't want to purposely hurt your feelings. But if I have something to say, then I'm going to say it and yeah. be okay with it. And I know where that comes from. I wasn't right. allowed to speak my truth as a, as a little girl. Girl. I was always shut down. So mm-hmm. I carried that into my adulthood. And so now I'm just like, it's okay to speak your mind. It's okay to be you. Right. If you're not you, then who are you? Yeah. Then you're again, these lies, these airs that we put on. And it's like, it's not a good, healthy. I was literally getting sick mm. Um, where it wasn't depression. I was physically sick yeah. and I couldn't figure out what it was. And once I did doing blood work, all of that came back fine. Yeah. I It was just me not being who I am right not being authentic to be me so you know now I'm like now I can do it now I know where I'm going yeah. now right. I don't have to rush into anything and just be somebody that somebody else says that I am right it's okay to be me and you know because I'm going to attract the people that like me for me right. and that that's your your what they say your your tribe so to speak that right. is who you are going to be talking to and it makes sense to me yeah and
1: it I, completely I, makes all types yeah, of sense I think that's, that's I was going to say that's the main thing that they they highlighted where it's like you don't have the following that you have because people have to know like and trust you and it's like I I get that and really really I guess what we're talking about seems like it's really personal development and it's like you gotta remember that it's personal and as much as you might do a coaching call or planning or this it's like if you don't ever give yourself that that's why it's like I step back from all calls I step back from all social media and I think I spent a long time just like goofing off online watching movies I would never think to watch I went through like the whole Amazon Prime playlist and different things like that I played a whole lot of solitaire watched a lot of YouTube and other things and it was like I didn't feel so bad because I was like I'm doing things that I want to do at my pace but now it's like in doing the personal development work at my pace it's that I'm addressing a lot of the things that they said and it's like they were just putting things out at their pace because it's like they're speaking to a wider audience like if feels personal because it's intended that way. Like when you speak something that's very true, it's that like whenever you have, everybody's putting out a podcast, everyone's putting out something, if not every week, almost every day. So it's like, again, back to that overload of information. There's thousands, millions, billions of books you could read, but it's like, Mm. okay, maybe you get into one group and it's like, I'm going to read this one book. Mm -hmm. And like, and even reading that one book, like one that I started a few years back, I think that got me to start the podcast was 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson. And I started reading it, I maybe got to chapter three, and then I started doing the self-authoring program that he had. And I got farther along in it, but it's like, Every time I'd start doing something, it's like, yeah, you can read multiple books at a time, but sometimes like not the same type of book. And then <laughs> I watched somebody's video on it where they talked about and it, it just hit me when they said it. They're like they read a chapter a month and they worked on applying that chapter to their life that month. And I was like, that's what I need to do. But then I reminded myself, I don't need to do that right now because I'm going through whether it's um, counseling or coaching, I'm going through the podcast phase. Like my right. goal is to continue to do the podcast and just get good at it, get comfortable with it, get to the point to where the posting of it can at least be automated to where yeah. if it's automated for say six months, I can still record once a week yes. or twice a week and just keep that in the backlog, but yep. then be able to pursue something fully and just be like, okay, hey, it reminded me of college, like. How is it that as much as like the thing I've got to learn, I appreciate about school and I didn't even realize it is that when you go to school, okay, you get loaded up with like, Seven courses or five courses or four, however many number of courses, but yeah. you only go to one class at a time. And in that yeah. class, you're there for 45 that's minutes good. to an hour and a half. That right. is the only thing that you focus on. It's right. like there are no other things. And that's the only way that you learn. So I was like, okay, why neglect that? Like it worked there. Mm-hmm. Like now it might be a little bit more fun where it's like, okay, you watch a video for like three to four minutes. But that's like if you're really going to study something. And I think right. that's what they talk about different people and different coaches, but it's, I'm sure that's what they would get into with somebody one-on-one coaching. But it's like, instead of feeling bad about getting so much information, you're not applying it to then going the extreme of signing up for way too many things you can't do at once and spending all this money. And now you're like, did I just waste all this money? Was that like a dumb investment? And it's like, crap, I I spent that. I thought I was going to get it back. I didn't get it back, but it's like, it all stems from, okay, regardless of what the other person did. I know that if I claim some ownership in it, I can do something about it. But if yeah. it's somebody else's fault, I can't do anything about it. Like, okay, I spent the money for this course. Don't do it again. Like, yeah, don't I've done that too. Right. And it's like, of course, everybody's doing the marketing. Everyone's yeah. doing the ads run. It's like they're targeted ads. So I know If I'm on Facebook, there's going to be an ad from somebody that I like that they're going to speak to something I need. So I'm like, don't go on Facebook. If I go on there, check, check out. Like, if I go on Instagram, (laughs) post something, read a comment, get out. So it's like just... (laughs) <laughs> Don't sit there and do that because I'm like, I'm going to get suckered in. You are. And you, and you go down like,
0: this rabbit hole and it's just like, what? How much time did I spend doing this? Money did I? Right. I've done it. And another reason why it was like this long list of why I needed to get off social media. Yeah. And it has the time off social media has expounded on um, what I really need to be doing in my life. And again, it has allowed me to move when I was stagnant. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm trying to move, but I was trying to move with this mountain of things that I was trying to do. So essentially I was holding myself back. But yeah, that makes so much sense because we do, we let's do this course. Let's do, let's do that course. And I did it and I know why I did it, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't getting anywhere. So I, you know, now I can like for YouTube, I have one course for YouTube that is so good. And then I have, I want to blog, but I want the two to melt, you know, be together right. um, with my coaching. It all makes sense as yeah. to my, my website, my uh, YouTube, and then my coaching it all fits. Nice. That's all I need. I don't need anything else. No. And it all goes together and it just, I'm okay with that. I feel like yeah. that's something that I can handle right. without taking, going down this lane over here. Oh, there's a squirrel. Let's go get this squirrel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: perfect analogy. This shiny thing
0: <laughs> is so not good for us and, and john maxwell talks about that learn one thing master yeah. one thing yeah. teach one thing and then move on to the next right. and social media is so bad for that because it's so much yeah. it's so much that we take in and why i'm just trying to get my kids off of social media because i have one that loves tiktok and one that loves youtube mm-hmm. and one doing is doing pretty good with youtube yeah he, he wants to be this gamer mm-hmm. on youtube and, I, and he's focusing on one thing the other one right i don't know what the hell he's doing, <laughs> that nine year old? I don't yeah. know what he's doing, but he's nine. You know, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Be a nine year old, right. and I think that's and eventually I want to get into parenting. Um, and John Maxwell offers a parenting certification. Mm. I would love to get into that. Being a teacher, yeah. I think we are parents. Yeah. We're parents of a bunch of kids, yeah. um, and understanding kids and why they they're going to be exactly who they're going to be. Right. Why do we expect them to be something other than what they aren't? There's some adults that need to be reparented. Let's let's discuss that first before before we go and expect these kids right, that are being them authentically themselves right. and want them to change. Let's let's talk about this parent over here or this adult over here that yeah needs a little help. Yeah. And I just I love it. So I don't know where I was going with that, but you just kinda <laughs> helped me. <laughs> i don't i get on these tangents and i need to kind of focus and right. i don't want to and that's one of the reasons why i don't really post a lot on youtube because I, I go on these tangents gotcha. i don't know if that's good or bad i'm not quite focused just yet
1: right well i mean i, I guess wow. like to your point we'll probably wrap it up here but i think the biggest thing that we said is like focus on one thing and put a time limit on it because it's like <laughs> so long as there's a time limit where it's like okay i can only talk for this much or i can only like of course you could do more but i'm only gonna do this for this time that way it's like it, it limits it and then it puts it out in like spurts to where yeah. it's like okay and for me i know that now i probably should have i should have wrapped this up an hour ago because i was like i gotta make sure i get in the second half nap because i know what it worked do you yesterday sleep
0: again three o'clock
1: yeah so usually okay. I, I try to do three to um three to five thirty
0: oh so it's four o'clock your time
1: yeah so it's like i'm gonna wrap oh. up now and then just lay down and kind of do like my friend told me just think blank and don't think about racing mind races like none of that like the podcast went out on time like it was supposed to um the website works i posted it on ig and that's all i need to do like I, I think I may do the LinkedIn thing or whatnot, but I, I think for now, it's like, just leave it alone. Just yeah. just yeah. what's there is there and just let it ride. And I mean, of course, another thing, like there are tools that I learned. And one thing that I realized at the start of last year, even going down to the conference, is like, I knew ahead of time, like, I'm here for one thing. There's yeah. another conference going on and I don't need to go there. I need to unpack what I just learned, unpack what I'm going to learn. Because as soon as I go there, I'm going to have the tendency to take notes. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm not going to do anything of that information for, who knows, years or never. Right. And it's just going to be something neat to be like, oh, look at all my notebooks. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> what, what totally about it? I but understand em? that. Yeah, but I get it, it. just grateful for the experiences and grateful for the conversation it's great to catch up with you
0: it is thank you for reaching out i appreciate it it's always like we have good conversations (laughs) but you know again i am allowing the universe really to bring me who needs to be in my life because i'll just talk to anybody (laughs) (laughs) i will and it just be like why did i even start that conversation
1: yeah and i i guess if nothing else the um even in reaching back out to the previous guests and just connecting um i'm trying to be intentional on the way that like i could get a lot done quick but yeah there's no need and Mm -hmm. the timing will work itself out as it should be like we were kind of talking it's like oh you're free now this could work and yeah it worked so it's like i'd stop stressing about it and stop like trying to overdo it's like okay you've already you're already here like this is isn't the main this isn't the one thing you need to be doing for today like that one thing has been addressed if there's yeah. time do it but the real one thing is rest yes so rest and go on like once the rest is completed all the other things can get taken of one at a time of course
0: i don't know if you, you drink your water but yeah. stay hydrated awesome
1: <laughs> all right <laughs> Thank well, it you. was
0: good um catching up with you and uh yeah i like your podcast appreciate it